are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to pose this thought to you today. I think you'd agree with me. America. By the way, I'm not going to trash America because I love America. It's the greatest country in all the world. It's the only country in the world where they're trying to get into the country, not get out. But America, on a little bit of a negative note, America has a listening problem. Americans don't listen. Have you ever gone to a coffee shop? I was at one this week. And I said, I'll have a cup of coffee with cream. Now, say back to me what I just said. Ready? Here we go. I'll have a cup of coffee with cream. Did I say sugar? No, because no man would put sugar in his coffee. You say, no man would put cream in his coffee. Well, my dad believed that as well. He said, no, you don't mess it up with cream. But I do. I said, I have a small cup of coffee with cream. The sweet little girl behind the counter looked at me and said, okay, that'd be a cup of coffee with sugar. Where in the world did that come from? Somebody wasn't listening. Ms. Treber and I really don't go to fast food places very much. We don't go to hamburger joints and things of that nature. You can, there's nothing wrong with it. But we just, we don't eat that very often. But I have gone to one particular place and it has a good hamburger once in a while. And I'll say I have ketchup and mustard and grilled onions. That didn't go over one person. Thank you, two people. Oh, doesn't that sound great? Invariably, they'll speak right back to you and tell you an entirely different order. I can't believe it. People don't Listen, America doesn't simply have this problem. God's people have this problem, myself included. I don't want to have this problem. But God is speaking to us in 2020. God has used COVID not to get us mad, not to get us angry, not to get us anti-American, not to hate one another. God has been using it in your life Have you been listening to what God is telling you? God is going to speak to you in church today. I hope he already has. That great song, Brother Adam, at a time of God's own choosing, he came. That great quartet, brothers and sisters, singing that song is one of three songs God gave me this year. He gave me that song back in, in March of this year. He's still on the throne. So what can be wrong? Is God speaking to you? Let me ask you something. What has God said to you this month? What has God said to you in the last 30 days? Has God told you to apologize to your mate? Has God told you to contact that company that you're not paying the bill? Has God talked to you and spoken to you about gratitude? Has God talked to you about senior citizens that are locked up in 
nursing homes for nine months. We have not been able to see our people that are shut in nursing homes. My heart literally all day long is aching for these people. I try to call them. Most of the time you can't get in touch with them. It's very difficult. Sometimes you call the front desk, you'll be put on hold for 20 minutes and then disconnected. These are real people. People that are dying alone and people that are, are very sad, can't see their family at Thanksgiving, at Christmas, cannot be with loved ones. They're in a room. My own father-in-law that passed away June 28th was in a nursing home facility for his care and for months was not allowed to leave his room, never ate with anybody, could not operate a TV, could not speak on a phone, couldn't figure that whole thing out, could once in a while, was very, then he could hear. He says for months and months and months laid there in a room by himself. What a tragedy. Has God been speaking to you? God has spoke to me this morning. I guarantee it. I wrote down several notes of what I am going to do personally, what this church is going to do for Christmas for certain segments of our church family and people around here. And I'm going to ask you to help me financially with much of this. I'm not going to let people miss out on what many of us will still get to enjoy. Christmas. I want you to know that God has been speaking to you. But have you opened your ears? Brother Luke Flood, I wonder if you could help me. I'd like you to come, if you will, to this side over here. And I'd like you, there's four, square, four squares, circles, and you can stand on one of those. I'd like you to stand on the last one over here on my left and your right. And as he's coming, it's so important that, that Luke's listening. I hope he's listening. I hope he's, I remember the day he was born. I held him, and now he's a father of two kids. And so, brother... Brother Luke, are you here? Would you just come right now? I've asked you to come over here. My left side, uh, uh, the, the first square down there, last square. Yes, would sir. you come? Luke, I saw you over here. Are you here, Luke? Would I'm you come? Here. I'm here. Hey, Pastor. Luke, I asked you to come to that side. Oh, I missed that. And I asked you to go to the last side, the last square. And you're over here. Sorry. This is not marriage. Sorry doesn't get it, brother. <laughs> How many times have you had to say that in your marriage, brother? Quite a few. Yeah, you have to say it. How often does your wife have to say it? She says it from time to time. Well, from, from time to time. So not very often. So your wife's got problems. During the invitation right now, Cherith, if you'll come, he wants to get things right with you because he's bitter. You never say you're sorry. So you're the guy who says it most of the time, right? I do say it a lot, yes, sir. Yeah, it's a flood thing, isn't it? Very much so. Why'd you come to this side? Because I was not listening. You weren't listening. I ask you to go that side, not the first square, but the last square. I can, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow about I, this, okay, I, Brother Flood? I, I can move back if you... No, no, it's too late. You missed it, brother. You, you ruined the whole service here today. I'm sorry, Pastor. God bless you. He's helped me with the service. Thank you. He did it right. And he did what I asked him to do really before the service. I said, just do opposite. What he was doing, he said, did you want sugar in your coffee? No! Did you want uh, 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 onions that were not grilled? No! He, he, he wasn't listening. He was listening, but he fulfilled the illustration. I've been married a long time. I know my wife could say to me, Jack, excuse me, Dr. Treber. She could say, Jack, you know, honey, you're not listening to me. 
Are there any men that your wife has ever, now come on, fellas, be, be a man here. Give an amen. Has any man ever had your wife say, you're not listening to me? I rest my case. Now watch, there'll be silence in heaven. Has any lady never listened to her husband, not listened to her husband? One fool. Uh, one person. See, we, we, we know. We have a listening problem. God's people in this text, you prayed about it, Brother Bertram. God's people were given a proposal. Look what the proposal, God was so displeased with their fathers, verse two. And he said, turn to me. He said it twice in verse three. I guess he wants us to turn. He says this word turn, or turn throughout the entire book. Turn, turn back, turn back. Verse four, but, but be ye not as your fathers, who the former prophets cried, saying, Thus saith the Lord, turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. And then there's five words, but they did not, what's the word? Hear. They didn't hear. Uh, what, do you, what do you want us to do? God gives a, a proposal. Turn back to me. I'll straighten things out. I'll help you. I'll work with you. I'll deal with the situation. Just turn back. Don't be like your dad. Just turn back. We're not hearing you, God. God spoke to you, I guarantee it, already today. If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit of God lives within you. The Holy Spirit spoke to you, said, get up, get out of bed. You obeyed. The Spirit of God says, get ready for church. You got up. You got ready for church. You drove here. You walked here. You brought a Bible. You brought a tithe. You have been obeying God this morning. It has to thrill God to see tents where are filled with people and an orchestra and music. It has to thrill God to see a parking lot here and a parking lot there and the other parking lots filled with cars coming to the house of God. What happened? You obeyed God. God's word said, will you just turn? They said, we don't want to turn because we don't want to hear what he has to say. We've got our ears plugged. I don't know how to use a computer. If I did, I'd have Brother Flood, who normally does this for me, he would have counted it up real fast within seconds. But I personally counted the word hear in the Bible. Hear or hearken. Not listen, not ears, just hear and hearken. I discovered it's 1,424 times where a father would say, my son, hear the instruction of a father. And forsake not the law of thy mother. Hear me, son. Listen to me. I see throughout the word of God that God is constantly pleading with man, please hear me. As the book of Revelation is closing, he says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. This year there have been four deaths in our family. With all four deaths in our family, I've not had to apologize nor my wife to one person. Does, does that mean we were perfect? But I'm so very grateful as a brother, we were right to a sister, and we were right to a sister-in-law, and we were right to an uncle, and we were right to a father and a father-in-law. The Spirit of God would never let us go to bed mad at our relatives. God's been speaking to you about how you've treated your mother or your father or your father-in-law 
or your mother-in-law or your aunt or your uncle or your brother or your sister or how that you treated your mother or your father and that God is convicting you right now. He is still speaking. He's still on the throne and he speaks to you. He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. God's speaking to you today. What's he telling you to do? What's he telling you about the Bible? We've neglected the Bible. Get in my Bible, then read it. We make every excuse. I don't understand the Bible. I don't enjoy the Bible. I don't like the Bible. You can make whatever excuse you want, but God commands us, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God's word says, he that heareth the words of this law and doeth them and keepeth them, God says, I'll bless him. Many people don't have the blessing of God because we have neglected the book of God that was given to us. Martyrs died for this. I read recently the account again of John Huss as he was translating the Bible into English. Government officials got word of it in the 1500s. From there, we got the King James Bible that we use here in our church. They went to John and said, you've been translating the Bible so common man can understand the Bible and you're going to cease. He said, I will not cease. What I believe God has spoken to my heart and commanded me to do. They took John and arrested him. They put him in a prison. They tried to get him to recant because he was putting the Bible in a language where we could understand. They led him to a fire. They had wrapped his arms and legs together and as they set that fire on, uh, on uh, that, those, those, that wood on fire, his body began to burn. And they burned John Huss to death that day for this book. And we try to tell God when he says, will you just read of me? I'll bless you for reading it. So I don't have time. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I don't like those words. We complain to God about his very word. But God says, I'll bless you if you just read it. Child of God, how's God speaking to you? As God makes a proposal for us in 2020 as we close out this last month, we prepare for 2021. We have all the reasons why we're not going to obey God's proposal. We're not interested in it. We don't like it. But God's speaking to you. I know God speaks. COVID has not hurt my life. COVID has helped my life. Oh, I can't get into the hospitals anymore. And I can't get into the surgery unit anymore. And I cannot get in the emergency room anymore for nine months. And I cannot go to the jails. And I cannot go to the nursing homes. And we cannot teach the Bible as we have all these years on public school campus, Brother David Russ. There's a lot of things we cannot do that we're accustomed to doing. But I want you to know that God's been so real to me. His word is fresh and new. His conviction upon my life, oh, wretched man I am, how feeble I am, what I need to change in my life. God has been speaking. Child of God, are you right with your family? Are you right with your relatives? There's rarely a funeral I have. Funerals have become the hardest. Harder than a wedding. 
because there's family members at every funeral, almost without exception, that have had odd with one another and they're mad at one another. We've had 10, not very many in comparison to many other churches, but we've had 10 pass away during this COVID shutdown, not one with COVID, by the way. But 10 of our members have passed away. It's been a sad thing to try to have even a graveside service. The cemeteries are not open. I go to the cemetery to pray. You can't get out there these days. But I want you to know that many families are not right with one another. Is God speaking to you about some vice that you need to give up? This is a vice in my life. It just captured me. Is God speaking to you about humility of heart? Is God speaking to you about your anger? Is God speaking to us about bitterness? Is God speaking to us about carnality? Is God speaking to us about our complaining, our murmuring, our negativity, our poor attitude? I'm the only one going through trouble. Is God speaking about you blame everyone else on your problems in your life? Is God been speaking to you about deceit or your fear? You're afraid of everything? Has God been speaking about your hatred or ill will? Is God speaking to us about our jealousy? Is God speaking about our lust and loose living? Is God speaking to us about the love of money, which is the root of all evil? Has God been speaking about our nasty words and nasty thoughts and nasty, nasty living? Has God been speaking to us about our pride, our quick temper, our rebellion against God, our unrepentant spirit? Has God been speaking about our lack of submission to the Holy Spirit of God? Has God been speaking about our stewardship that we're not giving to God upon the first day of the week as God has promised us that we shouldn't be? Has God been speaking about us our attacking others? What is it? How is God speaking? Say, it's not. Then friend, you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You're his child. Oh, we had those children in our home. All three were such a blessing to us. I loved it when I could speak to our children and they'd obey. I wanted to obey for their good. I still love talking to them. Well, Tim was calling me on the phone last night. We were talking about the ministry, the work of God in his church in Arizona. I had the privilege to text Ryan, our son-in-law down in Newport Beach, who's pastoring there. I the privilege to work together with our other son-in-law, Brother Fanera, right here. I love it when I can speak to them and give them direction if they want it. Tim called me about something, said, Dad, talk to me about this. What is your thought about this? It's something spiritual. I tell you what a joy for a father to have a son call and ask for some direction, ask him for some advice. Is God speaking to you? Turn with me to chapter number seven. I know we're running out of time. But if you're God's child, as our kids speak to us, God speaks to you. God speaks to you. How is God speaking? In his word, he says, be ye holy, for I am holy. As we read his Bible, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. In the Bible, we serve the Lord with gladness and love your neighbor as yourself and love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind. In the Bible, fill, be filled with the Spirit, be not drunk with wine. 
be filled with the Spirit. God's Word says, hear the Word of the Lord. Notice what He says in closing quickly, chapter 7, verse 8, And the Word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, execute true judgment, show mercy, compassion upon every man and his brother, oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, the poor. Let none of you imagine evil against his brother for your, in your heart. Verse 11, verse 11, but they refused to hearken. They refused to listen. They refused to hear. They pulled away their shoulder and they stopped their ears that they should not hear. God is speaking to you in these tents in your car. God is speaking to me this morning. Are you listening? You have your ears open. Notice what the word of God says. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone. Verse 13. Therefore, it has come to pass, as he cried, they would not hear. So they cried, and I would not hear. Brother Bertram, that's God speaking. God says, you won't listen to me. I'm not going to listen to you. I cannot live by a double standard because God is not a double standard. God says, you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. But it begins with me drawing nigh to God. God's so far away, he won't ever come and see me. It's not God's fault. He says, you draw nigh to me. And God says, you draw nigh. And I take a step. And guess what my heavenly father does? He takes a step. We're closer. Lord, I want you to hear me. I want you to speak to me. I want you to deal with me. Draw nigh to me, he says. And I get a step closer. And he draws nigh to me. God's word makes it very clear today. I love that song, He Still Speaks. I know His voice, sweeter song, never heard by mortal ear. And to think that He, by His own power, God still speaks. I love to walk the cemeteries. It's been closed for nine months. And in the cemetery sometime, I sing, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses and He walks with me and here it is, He talks with me. A politician that last year made fun because another politician running against him said, God's been speaking to my heart. And he said, that's the most foolish thing I've ever heard. God does not speak. What, 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 what does he speak with an audible voice? Oh, no. There's a Holy Spirit that lives within you if you're a child of God. And a person that says he's never heard God speak does not have the Holy Spirit of God in him. And he is doomed to a place called hell. God will speak. That's his job, John chapter 16. He will speak to us and convict us of sin. What you're doing, Jack, is sin. What you're doing is harsh. What you're doing, Jack, is unkind. What you're doing, Jack, is for self. What you're doing is out of line. Get right with me. Bow your knee. Humble your heart. I love that song. I can hear 
my Savior calling. Can you hear them? I'd like you to go home this afternoon and consider what's God saying to you. God's been saying so much to me regarding the pulpit ministry for 2021. I, I know where we're going. I know some things are going to be studied together. I know an insert by the grace of God, and you're going to have it online as well, the books in the Bible. There are 35 that have 10 chapters or less. And we're going to get to know those books through a weekly worksheet. I, I know what we're going to do on Wednesday nights in these series, and our pastors here that are here will help teach us the Word of God, Jesus in the crib. Over in the month of April, as we move into Easter, Jesus in the cross. Jesus in the crown, when he one day is going to be crowned, Jesus and is coming again. We're going to learn about Jesus and his work in these days in our life. Jesus and the crucifixion. I'm very excited about what God's going to do. I'm excited about God's people reading their Bible from cover to cover. I'm excited for those of you in this room, that uh, in this, uh, this house here today, that you, you're not raising children. You have the time. The 30-day Bible, we read it through in one month's time. It's the greatest January 1st, you'd have to read Genesis chapter 1, Genesis, the entire book of Genesis, 50 chapters. It's time for some of you to raise the kids. It's just you or you and your mate at home. You can take time to read. You're going to have to read several hours a day. But oh, what a joy it is to read. Well, how's God speaking to you? What's God speaking about soul winning? What's God speaking about stewardship? What's God speaking about getting these Bibles out next year? It's going to be Gospel of John's and Romans. Every door, every house. This year, every city, every house in this city has received the Word of God. We're at 84% getting ready to close it down this month of December. Is God speaking? Is God softly and tenderly calling? I suggest this and I close. Let's listen to His Word. Let's listen to his word. When he speaks to us through his word, let's listen to his word. Let's listen to the spirit. Let's listen to mankind. On the journey of life, you hear of a little child that's struggling in life that needs an encouraging hand, an encouraging thought. Listen to some widow or widower. Just watch. Listen. Listen to the heart cry of people. Listen to the anger that some folks, and don't respond back with anger. All right, so they put sugar in the coffee. You don't have to throw a fit. Okay, they asked you twice, and they still didn't get it right. Don't get mad. That person may have a lot on their mind. I was speaking to someone this last week, the awful testimony of the sorrow that's gone into their life, and your heart just aches upon people. God's given us an outer ear. We can see this ear. God's given us a canal, and that canal transfers to the eardrum, and it vibrates in there. But what we not only need to do is to hear it. God says we need to listen or heed it. And what we get in this brain, in this ear, outer ear, in the eardrum, and the ear canal, what we get here, it needs to transfer to the brain and connect. And God speaking, get it connected. I suggest to you that we listen to our mates and listen to our children and never tell them you don't have time and listen to our God. 
I saw my wife's mother and dad's picture this morning. Mom's been gone for 50 years, October 4th. Went into the presence of the Lord as a 45-year-old woman. I look at that picture every day. I know it sounds crazy. I'll talk to her, Geraldine. And I talk to Jerry, her mother. I see her dad's picture over in another area. I talk to her dad. I, I thank him. I see my mother and dad. This morning I looked at my dad and I said, Dad, I, I'm not nearly the man you were, but I'm so very grateful for you. You can call me nuts or whatever. Mother, you're such a good mother. But I don't want to have regrets at someone's funeral. I wish I were a better pastor of that person. I wish I was a better neighbor. I wish I was a better husband, father, grandfather, papa. If God is speaking, then let's do something about it. I know my wife, we've talked a lot. God's been speaking to us. How we can do more for God, not less. My father was such a wonderful man. I pastored him 35 years. I wish you knew him. He was a happy guy. He was 90% deaf. With hearing aids, he could hear well. The doctor said, his nickname was Gubby. It was Gottlieb, God loves in German. Gubby, we're going to perform a surgery on your ears. You'll be able to hear. I remember when he had that surgery and it failed. He was so disappointed. He wanted to hear without hearing aids. Several years later, they had perfected the surgery. They said, we want to perform the surgery again. I'll never forget when those bandages came off and he could hear. He was so excited. I want to hear God. If there's ever been a time you prayed for your pastor, I need you to pray. I want to listen to him. I want to know what he wants in my life and my wife and our family. I want him to, to reveal himself. I want to listen that he'll tell me what to do with God's people, how I can help you and in whatever position and station in life you find yourself. As a widow, as a widower, as a person going through physical ailments, as a person that's suffering. I was looking and praying about my prayer sheet this morning, my journal. I can't imagine that 20-year-old little girl of ours who went to the hospital now has no arms and no legs. They all four limbs have been removed in the last six months. As a 20-year-old kid that was studying to be a nurse, one of our bus girls, there she is, lying by herself. I think of that 44-year-old man in the Spanish that's been a faithful Sunday school teacher, a professional man, an usher. His three little children in our school and colon cancer stage four. Such a devastating picture. I look at their picture. I think of all the cancer in our church and the MS and the Parkinson's. And I think of the requests that I have that are not public and not known to others. My heart aches. There's a world that needs a pastor. There's a neighbor that needs you. Would you please listen to God? 
Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.